Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Huddle. This is the Time Out Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tone. This is actually going to be our last episode of the year, 2020. Looking forward to some big things in 2021. First off, want to shout out our editor, Mr. John. He's actually the glorious voice on the praise and blaze. My man's actually about to have a baby this week, and so just want to shout him out. So this will be our last episode of this year. Hopefully we can get to you guys early in January 2021. But John, thank you so much for being the best editor each and every week. You know, we always send you the file on Tuesdays and you usually have it out by Thursdays. And so just want to give you some love, man. Appreciate all that you do for me and Rain. And so speaking of my man, Rain, want to bring my guy in right now. What's up, everybody? You already know who it is. It's your boy, Rain. Like Tone said, uh, early congrats to John. Appreciate everything that you do uh, for us. Um, there would be no timeout podcast without you. So shout out to John. And you know what we're going to do today? We're going to go ahead and do our standard praise and blaze. And we're going to go talk about some Dubs basketball. Interested to hear what Tone has to say about how the Dubs are doing right now. And then we're going to go ahead and talk about 2020. You know, what stood out to us? How do we feel about 2020? What are we looking forward to? 2021 but first praise and blaze praise and blaze for this week rain my praise is going to go to the green bay packers they are the number one seed in the nfc and out of all the teams like i said a few weeks ago the only one that i really trust are these packers and it's not even really about the team per se it's really about that man aaron Rodgers, man for lack of a better term, I really think he is probably an MVP frontrunner if you aren't going to pick Patrick Mahomes at this point. Dude's got 44 touchdowns, five picks. And looking at the game last night against my Titans, yeah, I know you probably want to roast me a little bit there, but, you know, the pack came out to a really hot start, took the lead 19-0. Uh, the Titans did kind of make it a game at one point, but the Packers just really flexed their will on them and ended the game with 21 unanswered points. And so I really want to shout them out. Like I said, I feel like that is the one team that I do trust in the whole NFC and led by a kid from the Bay, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be my praise for this week. Praise! Good one, Tone. I definitely would not want to be an NFC team playing in Lambeau in January. In the snow, in the snow dude. That was a wild, wild scene last night, man. <laughs> crazy, crazy. All right, so yeah, I like I like that praise, but for my praise this week, I'm gonna go with my man CJ Beathard. And the reason why is because this man was in his first start in 790 days. And coincidentally, his last start was against who tone? The Cardinals back in 2018. And not only did he lead the team to a win, but you know, Niner fans should know this, but for those of you that don't know, this is the one-year death anniversary of his brother Clayton, who was stabbed outside of a bar in Nashville. And so he was playing with a heavy heart this week, and the team really rallied around him um, and really and played well in all aspects of the game. And for him, 125.4 QB, QB rating, three touchdowns, and this is my favorite stat tone, zero turnovers, zero turnovers. And this is the first time that the Niners offense had zero turnover since week six versus the Rams. So as Niner fans know, when we protect the ball, when we don't turn the ball over and we play our game, we're probably going to win the game, right? 
And what I love the most about this game is that CJ oh, is the third string quarterback. And let's look at Tone's other MVP candidate, Kyler Murray. 66 QB rating, no touchdowns, and one pick. Way to play for the playoffs, Kyler and Cardinals. I cannot believe that you let the Niners not only play at your home field, but you possibly let them eliminate you guys from the playoffs. So shout out to CJ and shout out to all of the Niners. My man, it is getting a little hot in here on a couple different levels, but yeah, I will own up to that. You know, I had all my faith in Kyler Murray and he's really showing why, you know, he is who he is right now. But my blaze for this week is going to be another NFC West team and it is going to be those Los Angeles Rams. Let's go. What's crazy, if you go back to week 14, the Rams had a 99.9% chance to make the playoffs. Right now, they're still sitting at 81, but they do need a little bit of help. So not only did they lose to the New York Jets, but they got their asses whooped on Sunday by the Seahawks, and they also lost Jared Goff for probably the rest of the season with a broken thumb. So who is their backup quarterback right now, Rain? No idea. John Walford. Yes, that John Walford, the one that nobody knows. And who did the Rams actually sign to be Mr. Walford's backup this week, Rain? You actually probably know this one, right? Um, is it Blake Bortles? That is correct. And so the Rams are looking like a really scrub-ass team, not only being inconsistent this entire season, Instead of just winning one game against the Jets to solidify themselves as a playoff contender, they choked. And instead of showing what kind of powerhouse they are in the NFC last week against the Seahawks, they choked again. And so now they could possibly miss the playoffs this week with Mr. Walford as their quarterback. And so that is going to be my blaze for this week, my man. Blaze. Got to love it when Tone Blaze is an NFC West team that is not the San Francisco 49ers. You're welcome. And just to wrap up on the Rams, a couple weeks ago, people were talking about this team as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. <laughs> just saying. All right, Tone. So I'm going to go ahead and switch things up with my blaze. I'm going to go ahead and talk about hoops. So for those of you hoop fans, you probably know this already, but I'm going to go ahead and blaze the Los Angeles Clippers because last night they lost by 51 points to the Dallas Mavericks. And I know know that Kawhi was not playing, but come on, man. 51, this team is supposed to be a – NBA championship contending team. Paul George says he owes it to the Clippers fans and organization to bring one home for the Clippers. And they were down by 50 at halftime. They shot 12% from the three-point line tone. Is that good? That's not good. <laughs> and so I want to go ahead. I know it's I know it's just three games into the season, but to lose by 50 points, you're playing in the NBA, man. You only don't have Kawhi Leonard. You have the rest of the squad. So you go out there and put a performance up like that. You deserve to be Blaze. And I know everybody just loves blazing the Los Angeles Clippers. So whatever, you know, f- fan of team you are, we're all blazing the Clippers. And, you know, this is for all the hoop heads. <laughs> Basketball has obviously been a relevant topic as the NBA season kicked off last week. 
few games in the books and obviously our dubs are just not looking like themselves and so rain you know i know we'd like to do a little praise and blaze but i really want to ask you right now is now the time three games in looking at a one and two record is it time to panic or do you want to express some patience with our dubs look tone i said before the season started it's gonna take maybe you know 10 to 20 games until the team finds their stride and, you know, they really get it together and understand how everybody plays. That being said, we got to express a little bit of patience here. All right, Dubs fans. Look, the first two games are against two legitimate championship contenders in the Nets and the Bucks. And I know we got spanked by 30, 40 points in both games. And you know what? It just looks like you know, I count those still as preseason games because the Dubs just look like they are not a cohesive unit out there. And last night, playing a team like the Bulls, we really should have lost the game. Uh, shout out to Damian Lee for hitting that game winner. But <laughs> just the offense and the defense just looks out of sync and out of whack. And, you know, for Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre, I hope they start getting it together because we're going to need them to start, one, making some threes, two, making some smarter plays, and three, just playing better overall. There's a lot of, I don't know if it's the expectations from them or whatnot, or the short, um, the short um, preseason, right? Short offseason for them. But man, they just need to go ahead and get their shit together. And also for Steve Kerr, I know he's stubborn in his ways, but man, Tone, why is Steph Curry setting screens for Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre? And why is Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, taking it one-on-four while you have shooters waiting for the ball to come to them, especially the best shooter in the history of the league in Steph Curry? So that is, I think, another thing that has to change is the coaching adjustment. And again, stress and patience here. It's only three games. It's not time to panic. I'm confident they'll get it together. And then when Draymond comes back, it's just another coach on the floor to help these guys out. On the contrary, bro, I mean, it's three games in the season. Don't get me wrong, but I'm kind of panicking a little bit, bro. I'm not going to lie to you, man. The second unit looks like shit. We can't make a goddamn three to save our lives. And our quote-unquote top 10 defense that you thought we were going to be having this season ranked damn near at the bottom this year. Yes, it is three games. I do understand that, but... If, if it goes to the quote-unquote eye test, you know, what I see on the TV is not a team that is a playoff contender at this point, you know. Steph had a really shitty game in the first half yesterday. Shout-out to Steph, though. He actually did break Rick Barry's free throw record for consecutive free throws made. But, you know, if he didn't have a second half that, you know, he usually has in normal games – the Dubs would have lost to the motherfucking Chicago Bulls and would have sat at 0-3 going to Detroit. And honestly, Rain, do you really think that Draymond is going to make that much of a difference when he comes back? He'll make some difference, but I don't think a huge difference in terms exactly. of how people are playing. Exactly, man. We can't make threes. That has always been our our vibe. You know what I'm saying? And that one clip that the bulls broadcast put <laughs> replacing clay with bricks i mean i know Ubre is gonna snap out of it i'm yeah. i'm don't get me wrong i'm not really panicking with Ubre. you know he's probably just pressing a little bit you know he's he's never had to be the guy that he is right now and yeah. trying to fill clay thompson's shoes is 
fucking impossible. Yeah. You know, unless you have clay out there, you got nobody, you know, and, and until Ubre starts to realize like he just needs to play like Ubre and not like Clay Thompson's replacement, then we might be in a better spot. But I'm kind of panicking right now, dude. Like the West is a very strong conference as we know already. And the dubs just don't look like they are ready to compete at this point. And you say we want to wait 15, 20 games, but if you go two and 13, you're damn near out of the playoffs already. Right. And so that's why me as a diehard Dubs fan, I am panicking right now, bro. And I am not too shy to talk about it. Yeah, it's looked pretty bad so far, Tone. And one thing that I was texting you is that, you know, especially in those first two games with all the bricks that the Dubs have, they were building a damn near entire neighborhood with all the fucking bricks that they had. So, yeah, I mean, I, I see why you would panic, but Again, it's only three games. Hey, we have the same record as the Dallas Mavericks. That is a playoff team also. So we'll see, man. It's still still early. Like I said, man, I'm not ready to write us off yet, but a little part of me is just kind of worried because I don't think Steph can shoulder the load like he has to do right now every night. And, you know, Wiseman, he had a cool couple of first two games, but he's going to go through these growing pains, you know? The kid is only 19 years old. Right. You know, he's not ready to be the number two option of the team, but that is what he is right now. And if that continues for the rest of the season, he is going to be rookie of the year because he's going to be averaging 20 points a game because he has to every night. But that's not what we need right now. And that's why when Draymond comes back, I think our defense is going to step up a little bit. But I mean, you said that he's going to be this three point shooter, and I am just really like, I'm really intrigued to see kind of what he brings to the table moving forward. Yeah, I'm excited. He's he's, he's played well. He's probably he, he damn near the best dub, at least the most consistent one so far. Wiseman, in, in for three sure. Games. Yeah. yeah. And so, hey, this is a make or miss league. I mean, on the bright right side. Right now we're missing. We're missing. But on the bright side, you can't shoot worse than this. You can only, you can only, you can only get better from, 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 these, from these three games. So, we'll see. As we move forward on the subject of basketball, you know, we actually had a listener DM us on our Instagram the other day. Shout out to my boy, Alex Drunkers, 193 till I die. But my guy was wondering, in our opinion, who is the better pure point guard right now in the NBA, LeBron James or Steph Curry? And so Rain, knowing that my guy is a Laker fan and, you know, I don't want to just side with a Laker fan ever. What do you feel like is your opinion on this situation? So at first, I want to make it clear that LeBron James is not a point guard, but I understand where Alex is coming from here um, in terms of just who is better right now and who, who, who just makes their team better, right? Right. My answer is both guys impact the games in very different ways, right? You have Steph, who is a shooter, shoot first mentality he's not really doesn't have a pass first mentality but his gravity that a lot of people love to speak about leaves his teammates open and has more opportunities for those that play with him I've never seen Andrew Wiggins shoot this many wide open threes in his career um James Wiseman yeah you're gonna get those alley-oops you're gonna get those easy dunks and putbacks so I think the way that Steph impacts the game is not so much if you look at his assists or his stat line it's more of the you know, if you are a true basketball fan, if you watch the way that he moves without the ball, how he's constantly moving, and if you see how the defense 
throws two, three guys at him and, you know, sets up openings for the rest of his teammates, like I said, like that is a huge impact on the game. And that's why a lot of people can eat that, that play around him. All they got to do is knock down shots. LeBron, on the other hand, I mean, if he wanted to, he can literally just go out there and just get a triple-double in his sleep. Like LeBron. Every, day, every game. Well, yeah. He's, he's one of the best passers in the league right now, hands down. Um, he'll get you boards, right? He'll, he'll score, get you a bucket when you need to. But I, th- I think both guys in terms of the intangibles, they, have, they set two different types of cultures, right? Like LeBron is like, okay, y'all know I'm the guy, right? Mm-hmm. I, am, I am the guy. I'm going to make it known. And here's a style that I want you to play. Like you have to play within kind of my system or the way that I see it. Steph on the other hand takes kind of the hands-off approach where it's like he leads by example. Everyone knows that it's his team. He's a guy, but he's not going to go out there and be like, yo, I'm the guy. So you should do this or, you know, do what LeBron does. He kind of just lets his game do the talking. And from there, he just literally just acts like he's just the 15th guy on the, on the team, right? He doesn't make it seem like he's the number one guy or whatnot. And that's why, you know, people gravitate towards him. If they see his work ethic and see what he does, then there's no excuse for, you know, the 14, 15 guy on, on the team not to work as hard as him. So to answer Alex's question, who is the better pure point guard? Steph Curry, because he is a point guard. I would, I would categorize LeBron as a point forward. So that's why I'm going with Steph. I also agree with you. And I first, I wanted to shout out Dronks for actually, you know, sending us a question. You know, we really do appreciate these questions at any time, you know, about anything. We are always down to answer them. And I think this is actually is a, it's actually a really good conversation, actually. You know, LeBron led the league in assists last year. And I think that was the first time in his career. And I got to say that LeBron is probably one of the passers in the entire NBA and he's not classified as a point guard you know for those of you who play fantasy basketball it's not like you can slot LeBron in as a point guard on your lineups right and not to say not to downgrade the fact that you know we like to look at LeBron as kind of you know the facilitator of the Lakers and the point guard of that team you know I mean shit Kevin Durant used to bring the ball down for the Warriors sometimes. Do you classify him as a point guard? No, not per se. But, you know, I think Steph brings a a different dynamic to the game because he causes so much attention. And, you know, if you really look at the Warriors right now compared to the Lakers, the Warriors really only have Steph Curry right now. And I know we kind of talked about how, you know, not great the dubs are right now. But if you look at the Lakers – You know, LeBron doesn't have to be the guy. You know, I mean, I give a lot of credit to my man, Alex Caruso. Like, dude, he's he's a point guard on that team. You know, I think KCP would be classified as the other point guard of that team. You know, and I think LeBron probably knows the offense better than anyone on that team. And he can run the offense better than anyone on the team. But I would still have to pick Steph as the most pure point guard of the two. Because... As Rain said, you know, I agree with the point forward categories, categorization of LeBron. And I think that LeBron makes his team better right now because he has more assets than Steph Curry does. And that's kind of where I think that's why this conversation was brought up because there was that poll before the season started. And instead of last year when Steph was 98, 90, 95%, the best point guard in the league, now he's down to like 37 or something. And LeBron is in the cat is in the conversation now. And so, you know, thank you for the question, Drunks. I appreciate it. And we do as a podcast, you know, 
always want our listeners to be giving us some some type of feedback in that. But I really still do think that Steph is a better point guard than LeBron. 2020, ladies and gentlemen, it is a year of highs, lows, everything in between. COVID-19 has been kicking America's ass, not going to lie. You know, shout out to everyone who is actually wearing masks and being safe out there, social distancing and all that jazz. You know, as a diehard sports fan of the Bay Area, there's been a lot of downs for our teams, not a lot of ups, just keeping it real. And so looking back on 2020, not a lot of highs that we could really talk about, you know, but Rain, as a Niner fan, is there anything that you feel like you want to discuss before we end this year? Yeah, Tone, I mean, as a barrier sports fan, 2020 sucked, dude. Fucking I mean, sucks, dude. I mean, we look, okay, if we start back in January, right, as a Niner fan, yeah, I'm hyped, right? We beat Minnesota, divisional round. We stomp on Green Bay. And you're like, okay, we're going into Super Bowl again. You go into the fourth quarter, you're up by 10. And then Patrick Mahomes is just Patrick Mahomes and you lose the Super Bowl. So that kind of set the stage for how (laughs) sports is going to be for the Bay Area. Like starting the year off like that, like still I think that that Super Bowl loss is worse than 2012, in my opinion. Definitely. Definitely. Um, And so like just looking back at the year as a Niners fan, it's it's like this year could not have gone worse. You lose, you lose in a Super Bowl in that fashion. Right. Mm. And then, you know, you're like, okay, cool. Like, we'll get it back. We'll run it back next year. Season, you know, before the season starts, you're, we're excited. Football's coming back. Then you just have all these injuries in week two. And throughout the season, the Niners have been the most injured team in the NFL. You're starting your second string. You're starting your third string quarterback. You are bringing in, you know, people off the street, signing random free agents coming in here to play for us. And, yeah, it was a nice win uh, on Saturday. But we all know that we're not going to make the playoffs this year. And so it's, but at least that was something to celebrate, especially the, you know, CJ, the guy that, that did it, it, it meant more than just, just a game, you know, for him. But as, as a Niner fan, dude, this, this year sucked all around. Like there's no, there's no way around it. Um, the only thing that could have made up for this year was if the Niners like won the Super Bowl and they made it back. But obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah, dude, 2020 was whack. You know, like I'm obviously I'm not a Niner fan, but I didn't really care about it when y'all lost. No lie. But, you know, even if you go to the Sharks, right? Sharks had one of the worst seasons that they've ever had. Should have had the number two pick in the draft, but they traded it away last year. And so instead of getting a top fucking three pick, they had no first round pick until they traded back into it. Now you look at the Giants. The Giants, we all love the Giants, you know. They fucking suck too. They're one game away from going to the postseason, but they were going to do shit in the postseason anyway. We all know that. It was just, you know, they had the chance to be the extra wild card team to get whooped up by the fucking Dodgers. And unfortunately, we didn't even make it to that. You know, and now me, as a Cowboy fan, we have my favorite football player break his ankle in a devastating fashion. Praise up to my man Dak first and foremost, but... As a Cowboy fan, we are in position to potentially make the playoffs in a year that we should not be thinking about making the playoffs. We can make the playoffs and get a get the 17th pick in the draft, or we can miss the playoffs and get a top 10 pick. 
as a sports fan who knows that your team is not going to win a Super Bowl, which one of the two would you rather do? I don't want to go to the playoffs. I don't want to get beat by the Saints on wild card weekend for no reason. You know, my 2020 is fucking sucked. You know, I had to watch my favorite player get hurt. And I feel like that was probably one of the worst moments of the entire year for me. You know, seeing Dak Prescott get parted off on their home field in front of all the fans that were there, just, it really made me want to cry. You know, I, I shed some tears from my man deck. I'm not going to lie. And overall, 2020 is just such a shitty year. You know, I'm just really hoping in 2021, we have something to look forward to. Hopefully these dubs can pull it together, man. You know, I think, I think Wiseman is a generational talent. And I think that, the way that the Warriors are using him is just only going to make his game better. But we got to get the Bay Area some more love, man. You know, the, the Niners are making the playoffs this year. The Giants openly said that they're not going to go after any big free agents this year. So it's going to be another fucking shitty season there. The Sharks don't even know where they're going to play right now. And so there's not too much as the Bay Area sports fan to look to into 2021. But hopefully y'all turn into our podcast either way. Damn, Tone. 2020 has been depressing as a Barrier sports fan. But I'm not going to go out like that on the last episode, man. There are also some positive things that came out of 2020. And one thing personally for me is that I bought a house, dude. I moved, I moved, it, yeah. I moved into a house. Hamada bought a house too. Shout out, to, shout out to Mods. And you know what? Roman was born this year as well. You know, we brought in some new life into this world. And you know, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I would say another thing, just as sports fans in general, you know, we got to see The Last Dance, man. It's probably the best sports documentary of all time. And it made all of us excited at a time where there was no sports. Right. So I, I guess the timing of it was perfect because it got all of us excited. It got, it, it got us to start the podcast. We started a podcast this year. Thank like, we can't you. forget that. I was like, waiting. We, I was like, you're going to start We started the podcast <laughs> this year. And who knows if, if you know, this didn't happen. Who knows if we might have started at all? But probably not. You know, there's always there's always a there's always a, a silver lining and positives to every. I guess I don't want to call it negative, but it's more of a, a lesson, a learning moment. And I mm-hmm. think that we have to we do praise and blaze, man. We got to praise some things in 2020. Damn right, dude. And you know, first and foremost, I want to praise the podcast, man. I'm so glad that you said that. Is me and Rain have talked about doing something like this for a very long time. You know, we have always been diehard sports fans. And, you know, every time me and him have conversations, we're like, I wonder if people want to hear this shit, you know? And hopefully some of y'all actually do enjoy this, you know, because we really do enjoy doing it for y'all. Like I always say every week, man. And, you know, first I do want to praise the podcast, you know, and my partner, Rain. Shout out to you. But me personally, you know, if y'all don't know, I work at In-N-Out Burger and I got promoted to one of the busiest stores in all the region shout out to 190 in Milbrae. if you guys are ever near the airport slide through you know we're the number one drive store in the entire company so just want to say that not the entire company but you know the entire region for show but me personally man i've done a lot of thinking and reflecting because i've had a lot of ups and downs this year no lie but you know i just feel like I am way different of a person than I was at this point last year. And I just really appreciate the journey. You know, I've had some really low lows 
And I feel like I am starting to experience in some pretty good highs, man, you know, and as sports fans, I feel, I feel like we're blessed to be able to even have sports back this year. There was a point where there were no sports going on and ESPN was playing movies like glory road. Remember the Titans. Those were the things we were watching instead of watching sports center. Cause there was nothing to watch. And so Sports in general, I'm just so thankful that y'all are back because it gives us something to watch, gives us something to talk about. But I cannot say that 2020 was a complete negative year for me. And I hope that 2021 brings nothing but blessings for not just us, but for our listeners too, man. You know, just want to wrap this up by saying thank you guys so much. This is our 14th episode this year. And I really feel like we got a good thing going, you know, it, it comes on every week for y'all. Hopefully you guys are tuning in on Apple music, Spotify, Google, whatever platform you guys listen to, please continue, you know, just gives us something to do every week. And, um, you know, before I bow out, I do want to shout out John one more time. Thank you so much, man. You know, there were, we went on a little hiatus over the summer when we probably should have been doing episodes when all the sports were going on, but this podcast will not be taking place without you, man. And so shout out to you. Shout out to Elvia. Shout out to the new baby. Hopefully he is healthy, strong, all that. And I just want to let all y'all listeners know how much I love you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Shout out to John one more time. As Tone said, if if it wasn't for him, maybe we wouldn't even have started back up again. So shout out to you, John. Um, shout out to everybody that has been listening to us since day one since last week, since two weeks ago. Maybe this is your first episode that you've listened to us, but I appreciate you tuning in and, and taking the time. And as always, you know, feel free to hit us up on IG. We're, we're excited, man. We're excited to answer more questions. We're excited to see what happens in 2021 with sports. Whether or not it's good or bad for the Bay Area, we're going to be here every single week talking about it, man. So um, that is really what we do it for. And, you know, 2020, Maybe not the year that everybody has expected, but there's still good things that came out of it. So for everybody that, you know, has gone through it this year, whether you've had a loss or not or, or whatnot, whatever you're going through, I hope that just by listening to us every week, we can, you know, bring a ray of sunshine and kind of just help you all get through what you're getting through and just know that, you know, we're, we're here with you all. We know that you, you guys have tuning in and, you know, we got your back. So just know that. Um, so to wrap it up, as always, feel free to rate, subscribe, hit us up on Instagram. If you want your question to be answered next week, let us know. What do you want us to talk about? And with that, we'll see you next week.